0: Welcome to the Consecrating Your Life podcast. I'm your host Elena Aburto. Today my guest is my friend Lexi Abbott. She is so beautiful inside and out. I loved talking to her because she's so similar to me. We both struggled with anxiety and depression. We both have the same Myers-Briggs personality type. INFJ, which means that we are introverted, intuitive, sensitive, and overthinkers, among other things. But most importantly, we both can testify of the Savior. Today, we talk about grace. So I'm here with my friend Lexi, and I'm so excited to talk to you because you are like the epitome of sweetness, <laughs> and you're just Aww. so sweet. <laughs> um, so would you like to introduce yourself, like where are you from, where are you going to school to, for my yeah. listeners? Yeah, so I'm from Johnson
1: City, Tennessee, mm-hmm. so just like a tiny town in the East Coast. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a call. <laughs> Let me just mute that. Um, yeah, uh, it's not a tiny town actually, it's a city, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's a smaller city. Um, so yeah, I, I lived there throughout like part of middle school and high school, mm-hmm. so I just say it's where I'm from. Um, and then I'm currently a physical therapist assistant, um, so here in Provo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm actually going back to school right now at BYU. So I'm, right now I'm declared as a psychology major. Okay. So we'll, see, we'll see what happens. I'm figuring it out. <laughs> yes.
0: Did you serve a mission?
1: I did. Okay. Yeah. So I served in Las Vegas, oh, a Las awesome. Vegas mission. In yeah. English? or Yeah, okay. English speaking. Yep. That's awesome. It was wonderful. Yeah.
0: everyone, Everyone's biased. Yes. They think their mission's <laughs> the best, and I feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so today we wanted to talk about grace, yes. and this is such an important topic. So how would you define grace? Yeah, I feel like this is
1: honestly such a hard topic to (laughs) define it's such a hard thing to define um but for me grace is God meeting us like where we're at um in our journeys and so you know just giving us divine divine help and uh for me particularly it's you know feeling God's love and power Mm -hmm. in my life and his mercy Mm -hmm. so
0: yes yeah it's hard to put it in words right? it is yes. so hard, yeah. but I think you're right. like how how do you think the Savior gives us access to the power that he possesses then?
1: I think you know there's the primary answers of like praying and um you know reading reading your scriptures and ordinances. I think that those are all big ways that we feel God's grace. Mm-hmm. um I feel like particularly for me it's really come through like learning about the savior and about heavenly father and heavenly mother Mm -hmm. um learning who they are has invited that power into my life more because I've understood how real it is Mm
0: -hmm. so that's awesome uh, any experiences you've had that have helped you understand what grace is yes I have had
1: quite a few Mm -hmm. um but I would say that my first experience... So I feel like I've had a lot of experiences with grace, mm-hmm. but my testimony of grace didn't really develop until I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'll give you guys a little bit of a preface of, of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, my family moved to East Tennessee when I was like 12 And I'd always struggled with, like, anxiety and stuff since I was a little girl, but it just kind of opened the door to a lot more struggles with, like, mental health for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I feel like, you know, over a period of a couple years, I just progressively got worse, where Mm -hmm. I was just, I switched schools three times, and there were lots of big changes in my family, and... Um, you know, lots of different things that just, I was struggling with and I was hanging on okay until I, it was like my 10th grade year and it just got progressively worse and I had changed schools again. I just found myself in a really dark place and I just was not able to really function mm-hmm. <laughs> anymore. I just felt really hopeless. And I, a lot of that came from feelings of, you know, just falling short. I was upset at myself. I felt like I was a failure. <laughs> I felt like I, I wasn't measuring up to what I was supposed to be, and I felt really alone. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, though, one time I was um, talking to my dad, and I had a, a breakdown, and I was just, like, bawling to him in the car one day and just telling him, like how hopeless I felt and I felt like I had let God down and all these things. And he, you know, was listening and he turned to me and basically said like, Lexi, I don't think that you understand what grace is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I remember it took me back because, I don't know, I just wasn't expecting that response Mm -hmm. from him (laughs) um and so we like continued to to talk about it and he you know reminded me like this is why the savior you know came to earth like this is why we have the savior this is what the whole gospel plan focuses around is you know a savior that can help you through your struggles and so you know uh it It impacted me, but I didn't really start to develop a testimony of grace until I started to apply that in my life. And at that point, I really honestly couldn't envision a future for myself. Like, it just felt very dark, and I, you know, just... I my faith was definitely shaken at that point. I didn't even know if like God was there, if He loved me, or anything like that. because mm-hmm. um, I just felt so alone. But my goal after having that conversation with my dad was to just take one day at a time and to turn my heart to Christ and to reach out to Him. And so I, you know, would just just pray. And ask the Savior to help me to get through the day, mm-hmm. and you know it was just like little things like that and luckily I was I was blessed with really loving and supportive parents that you know both of my mom and my dad were really helpful um, in loving me through that and helping me take action. Mm-hmm. Um, But at first, grace for me was not being able to do anything. <laughs> like, it was literally God just giving me strength to get through the day. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was, you know, God helping me as I took steps of faith. Um, and so... Yeah, I know that you've had similar experiences, Alayda, which is, yeah, why I admire you so much, because I've heard some of your stories, but, (laughs) yeah, I wonder, like, what experiences you've had with that, too. Oh, gosh. (laughs)
0: Okay. um, (laughs) Well, yeah, I think, especially when I was on my mission, because, yeah, it was the same thing. I had social anxiety, and Mm -hmm. I didn't know it until after my mission, actually, but, Like there were just some days where I was so hard on myself and I was just like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not good at being a missionary and stuff. But my leaders would tell me something like, you know, even if the best you can do is to give like 1% and to just say hi to people, not even like preach the gospel, but just to say hi, the Lord is going to make up for the rest. And it was so true. Like, yeah, there were some days where I was so depressed and I couldn't do anything. Like I couldn't (laughs) preach the gospel to the best of my abilities, but the Lord still took my effort. Like he made up for what I couldn't do. So yes. Um, and yeah, I love that you shared your story, by the way, that was beautiful. (laughs) Um, what would you say to people who like believe in Jesus, but don't believe in his grace? So Mm -hmm. like, let me give you an example. Like when I have been in some church settings, like maybe seminary or in like a conference of missionaries or whatever, sometimes a leader or, or a teacher will get up and say, Who, like, how many of you think that you're going to make it to the celestial kingdom? Like, raise your hand if you think you will. And not everybody raises their hand. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy because it's like, did you forget that we have Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, what would you say to those
1: people? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean... I totally relate to those people because I felt that way a lot of my life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just interesting because so often, you know, it's, we're really, so often it's like the people that are really trying their hardest and yet they still believe, like, I mean, all of us are trying trying our hardest, right? But mm-hmm. um, those of us that are really hard on ourselves, right? And we still believe that we're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and... You know, I think for me I recognize that when you know, part of me feeling that way came from, like I was saying earlier, like not understanding uh who God is, mm-hmm. who Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother are and who um the Savior is, and who I was. <laughs> you know, like I didn't understand my own worth. Mm-hmm. And um so I think You know, when I recognized that I had that lack of understanding and I started to put in more effort to, like, study the gospel and learn about them, I started to believe in that more. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also feel like some of my um, growing of that belief that I could be saved too came through, like, testing grace. Um, And what I mean by that is, like... (laughs) you know, there were days where I would say a specific prayer, like, this is my fear, or this is what I feel like I'm going to fail at, like, will you please show up for me here? And so I feel like in the times when Christ actually did, which, you know, has always been the case, just in different ways, but when I really felt that, my testimony grew that, like, I am one of those people that he loves, and that he... Is going to take care of, and I mean, all of us are. So it's just a matter of like gaining that personal witness that we are.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Thank you. Can I just add? Okay, so this is totally going to make me cry, <laughs> but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to describe something that happens in the temple, and it's okay to talk about the temple. Like Elder okay. Bednar mm-hmm. made that clear in yeah. conference sometimes. So just don't Sounds anyone freak out me. Out on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. In the temple, we are like, we are literally preparing to enter God's presence when we go there. And with the endowment specifically, at the very end of the endowment, we go up to the veil and we talk to somebody who symbolically is acting as God. The veil, in Hebrews, it says that the veil represents Jesus. And so, yeah, we we are literally like talking to God through Jesus in that moment. And... And God is looking at us through Jesus, like meaning that he's looking at us through this perfect being who has not made any mistakes. And so he's looking at us and he's only seeing the good. And I mean, I just feel like that is such a perfect example of what grace is because it's like, I mean, I just can't even tell you how much that means to me because like, I mean, I have depression and so I am so hard on myself, but knowing that Jesus made up for those imperfections of mine, like, it just, it means the world to me. So, yeah. yes. That
1: is so powerful. Uh-huh. I
0: I did not realize that's yes. what it was
1: symbolic of. Uh-huh. But I struggle with the same thing. Like, I feel like I view myself so often as, like, this terrible, imperfect <laughs> person. <laughs> you know, we, like, demonize ourselves, right? Um, And so uh, it's so powerful to think, like, like heavenly father that's part of how he sees us as we really are is Mm -hmm. like like through through christ and how christ works with us to make us whole and Mm -hmm. so i love that that's so beautiful
0: (laughs) thanks why i mean you kind of touched on this a little bit but why do you think it's so hard to like apply this concept to our lives sometimes
1: the concept of grace grace. yeah Mm -hmm. you know that's a really good question (laughs) (laughs) um I feel like part of it is like cultural, Mm -hmm. you know, I think obviously Satan wants us to not apply it to our lives. Mm -hmm. And the world kind of teaches us like, you are supposed to be perfect. You're supposed to kind of exalt yourself and to be this great person. And Mm -hmm. so I've often found myself in that trap Mm -hmm. of like, yeah, I'm supposed to do this all by myself. And even sometimes in the church somehow we can get that idea even though it's like totally not what the gospel is about, you know, it's like all about being imperfect and still being able to become better and to, you know, be loved by God and, um, have a good life. But, but yeah, I think, you know, that's partially why it's so hard. Um, I think we're just in an environment where it's not easy to think in a way to where we're really involving Christ in our everyday lives and working with him Mm -hmm. it's more of like oh I need to be this I need to be this I need to be this right Right. and sort of like we can do this together (laughs) I don't know
0: if that makes sense but yeah for sure I mean yeah repentance is a part of this but I also feel like repentance is kind of misunderstood as well because it's like if you're repenting you're being obedient like we don't think of it about it that way but it's like if you are trying to be a better person Mm -hmm. the lord is just like yeah he's gonna compensate for you like i can't say it enough like he's just like (laughs) gonna make up for what you can't do so yes it's like i just we have to stop thinking that we're doing it by ourselves like yeah yeah stop with that yeah yeah and that
1: somehow i think one thing i've realized too is you know, my big sin in life has often been that I'm trying to be the savior. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to be, like, perfect and not recognizing that I'm just not. Right. <laughs> and that I just, I need him. And I'm, I'm equal to every other human being on this planet. I'm no better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. I can't claim that I'm perfect, you know. <laughs> and so, like, um, I need him just as much as everyone else does. And mm-hmm. so, I love that idea of just like the beauty of repenting. You know, I think it's it's just so vital to view it in a healthy way of like, you know, this is such a gift to be able to partner with God, mm-hmm. with partner with Christ, and start over every day and, yes. you know, become better. So,
0: yes, oh, that's so beautiful. I was reading a talk by Sherry Dew that she gave in BYU Women's Conference, I think it was in 2014. But she said that part of of like accessing grace is just like really devoting your energy to stuff that we take into the eternities. So that's like covenants and eternal relationships, and knowledge and blessings. And yeah, I don't know why that just really stuck out to me. I think especially because I mean I was talking to you before <laughs> we recorded, <laughs> but like with eternal stuff like like, getting married and stuff like sometimes my my attitude about dating is so just not the way it should be um <laughs> <Safe>. but <laughs> I think as young adults like we just need to keep that eternal perspective in mind though that it's like it's a good thing and like even if you're dating and it doesn't work out you're still working on your eternal relationships because you're learning things and you're going to be able to take that into your future spouse and yeah. you know so yeah
1: yeah Yeah. I love that. And like grace comes in with that too. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I often feel like I'm doomed in that category. I think we all do, but it's like, no, like God can work with us in every aspect of our lives. And Mm -hmm. especially in those eternal relationships, because that's one of the most important things throughout eternity is our eternal families. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, that's awesome.
0: Okay, so I like to ask all of my guests this question What does it mean to you to consecrate your life to Jesus Christ? Something I've thought about a lot lately is
1: not being ashamed of my testimony of Christ. Um, I think it can be easy to in the world today, you know, um, it's not always like the most popular thing to believe. Um, But I've had powerful experiences um of Christ and his power and so for me um consecrating my life means like having the courage to share my testimony and I'm not someone that loves a lot of attention on me like it's scary for me and I don't like to ruffle feathers Mm -hmm. um but that is um I think for me at least in this stage of my life what it to consecrate my life to to speak of him to what's that scripture like talk of christ uh, rejoice, rejoice in christ speak to christ i don't know <laughs>
0: yeah so oh that's beautiful thank you so much and thanks for being on the podcast thank you so <laughs> much you're so
1: wonderful i'm so honored to be on
0: so <laughs> oh, thanks. thanks to my friend lexi and thank you for listening if you like what you hear please Leave a rating or comment wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast because that makes it more visible to other people. And make sure that you follow the podcast on social media at Consecrating Pod on Instagram and Facebook. See you next time.